Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. Jacob, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, Roger. It's a little cold and rainy outside, but uh, I try not to let that bother me too much. Yeah, it is really cold because yesterday it was like not cold during the day. And then I had practice, worship practice, and then I went to pick up the kids and it was freezing. Yeah. And I didn't have a coat because Ooh. I left it here because I thought it was like still warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this morning was cold and rainy. So, yeah. It's the time of the year where I like leave an extra hoodie and hat right. in my car just right. because I know I'm going to like, it's going to get cold one day or warm one day. And yeah, it's going to mess me up. So, well, it's so weird because it's just not very winter like weather. Yeah, like, it's, it's just weird. It's the middle of December. Yeah, it's just really and, weird. Uh, it felt like April a couple yeah. days ago. So, so, I don't know. I don't get it. Yep. So, today we are going to continue talking about women in the Bible um, and learning from them. And today we're going to be talking about the Samaritan woman. And um, what did you title the sermon? Um, when Jesus Got Married? When Jesus Got Married. So Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you kind of talked about this biblical wedding story and um, well, not how we might see the biblical wedding story, but how we see this kind of storyline play out in the Bible. Uh, so kind of tell me what, what that was about. Yeah. So one of my major interpretive principles uh, that regular listeners of the podcast will be aware of uh, is that context is king and rules the meaning of everything. And so if you're going to, Read a story in the Bible, especially, you need to be aware of its context. You need to be aware of the biblical context because the Bible is an important book, because it was written so long ago, because of cultural differences, and just all sorts of things that make context important. And uh, one kind of, one very specific kind of context is what we call uh, typology. Typology is this, this way of writing and, and uh, communicating and, and really just telling stories uh, that uh, kind of helps give shape and order to what's going on. So, uh, you know, I just watched the new Spider-Man movie last night. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. I didn't know you, uh, you braved the late night. I braved that, so the that late awesome. night. I saw that. I saw the that. latest cool. I've been up in years. <laughs> no, it's not even remotely. Right, yeah. I have young children, but... <laughs> Um, it was my first time I've been to a movie theater since Endgame, which yeah, tells yeah. you something about me. But, right. uh, you know, so I went and saw a superhero movie last night, right? And there are certain parts of the story where you you just know what's going to happen, right? Because it's a superhero story. There, there's a typology to superhero stories. Certain things happen and there are certain expectations in place. And, you know, the, the quote-unquote twists in stories are often reversals of typology, things like this, right? So typology, typologies are just patterns that people use to communicate. And the Bible is full of typologies. And so uh, we were going to look at the, the story of the Samaritan woman, but bef- before I even got close to that in this message, I said, hey, we need to look at the biblical typology of marriage, right? There's a, there's a pattern to the way people get married in the Bible, and so uh, there are lots and lots of examples of this, but I kind of focused in on two Old Testament examples. Uh, and the first is the story of Isaac uh, getting a wife, which you can read about in Genesis 24, right? And you, you kind of read through this story and you find uh, kind of a, a narrative flow, right? 
you're introduced to a main character. That character travels away from home, and then the, and then the character arrives at a well. While at the well, a woman shows up, and the woman and the character they have a conversation about water, and related to that is who the woman is. Uh, and then we get what we call a, a hospitality exchange in ancient Near East culture. Uh, how you communicate hosp- hospitality is a really big deal. It says a lot yeah. about who you are as a person. And so there's kind of this back and forth between the two characters. Uh, and then uh, the characters end up getting married, right? And so you can say, okay, that's kind of the normal, uh, you know, you, you can look at Genesis 24 and you can be like, oh, well, that's just how Isaac got married. But if you actually uh, zoom out a little bit and look at other biblical stories, there are lots of other examples of this uh, in scripture. Uh, but just to prove my point with that, uh, we also looked at Exodus 2, which is where Moses meets Zipporah, his wife, and uh, he does the same sort of thing, right? Moses, our main character, he travels to a foreign land, Midian, he finds himself at a well, a woman shows up, in this case it's actually seven women, the daughters of the priest of Midian, who are drawing water for their flocks, and then there's this back and forth between Moses and the women, and he actually fights off some shepherds. Uh, the women return home, and there's a hospitality exchange with their father, uh, and and then, boom, Moses and Zipporah get married, right? It's that same sort of retelling of the story. And so, uh, again, there are other examples of this. Some really clear ones are uh, Jacob gets married to Leah and Rachel. King David ends up married to Bathsheba. Maybe not one you think of immediately, uh, but it's the same kind of story here. And so, really, we just see this pattern. This, this typology uh, being uh, used again and again throughout the Bible. And this is kind of the Jewish, ancient Jewish way of thinking about uh, sto- marriage stories, right? How someone is going to be betrothed and going to be married. And so that's really important context because this is the typology that the Gospel of John uses when talking about uh, the story of the Samaritan woman. Uh, and so that was, um, you know, I kind of just went line by line uh, through John chapter 4 uh, and really kind of explained, like, hey, it's it's very clear that John is is following this typology here as he writes this. There are, as, they're all, all, as there are with all of these stories, there are some changes, there are some modifications, right? Um, Jesus says a lot more, where we have dialogue from Jesus, uh, we have much more of that than, you know, you, you know, the story of Isaac getting a wife, or right. Moses, or something like that. Um, but if you look at the structure of the story, it's the same kind of story. It's the story, uh, if you're, a, if you're a, an early Jewish reader of the Gospel of John, or if you're just familiar with your Old Testament, you're going to start this story, and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, Jesus is going to get married to this woman because that's how the story gets set up right. and that's how the story proceeds. Right. Yeah. I, I thought that was really interesting. I really appreciate it. Um, that kind of, that context, um, that's been something that has been big for me lately. Um, reading, uh, passages and kind of looking at, uh, how they make sense. It's, it's, I found it increasingly harder, uh, or maybe not harder, but, uh, uh probably not the best, uh, idea to, to read things as is and, and without some kind of context, it, it, you can get things out of it, but it, it's definitely, 
a lot harder if you don't um, look at the whole the whole scope of it. So I was really interested with that. Uh, you know, you, you you kept hammering the 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 marriage thing, and so I was like, well, this is going to be really interesting once we get into the uh, John chapter four. And so we kind of we kind of get into the the story of the Good Samaritan woman, and um, she's at the well. And like you said, we see this this similar story, this this typology. Um, but again, like you said, there's little differences, there's uh, shifts because um, uh, although he, uh, uh, you know, Jesus asked her for water, he ends up flipping it on her and offering her living water, right. uh, which was you know a, a little twist that kind of. Um, change things and, and like you said he talks a little bit more so he he asked uh, her to uh, grab her husband and she says he doesn't have one which that kind of like you're saying kind of right. flips it back to like oh okay well maybe you know it's kind of getting back on track it's the classic eligibility check right right, right. it's the so like what's your boyfriend do right bar, right yeah right, right. Like, have a boyfriend <laughs> right like again we have a typology for that too right right um and then <laughs> Jesus kind of puts her on blast and tells her how, <laughs> how she has five husbands and she's with the man who's not her husband now. Um, then he said it, it, it's time for uh, the true worshipers to worship God and that God is seeking uh, people to worship him. So what's going on here? What what does these, these shifts in the story mean to us? What if we're looking at the typology and it, it's kind of making sense, it's kind of going in that direction, but it, that that direction, but it's kind of not. And so it's like, what what is Jesus telling us here? Yeah. So there there are a couple of what we call kind of reversals going on here. One is you know Jesus and the woman they, they meet at the well, and in the type the standard typology, the woman provides the water, but Jesus says, "I am the living water." Right. right. So that's kind of the first thing, and it, that's the first reversal, and that is, hey. Jesus is different than these other guys who are going to be there. He doesn't actually need anything from you. He's going to give you the thing that you need, right? And this, of course, plays uh, very closely into the I am statements of Jesus, right? He's, he's, uh, he is God. He is who he says he is, right. right? We don't need to give him. He doesn't need anything from us, right? We're going to receive a lot from him. So you know, that's very... Uh, the Gospel of John really wants to hammer that point home. So that's kind of the first reversal. But then the second reversal, and this is where I think this, uh, uh, at least for me, kind of helps make real sense of why uh, John is using a marriage typology. The, the second reversal happens in um, the, the verses in the early 20s. Uh, I mean, roughly verse 21 to 26 uh, of John 4. Uh, we see that Jesus is, is, makes it clear he's not actually interested in the Samaritan woman romantically, right? right? He's not really interested really even in her per se. Right. He is interested in her, but it's not just her. He's really interested in anyone who truly follows God, right? So this is still a marriage typology. It's still finding a wife typology, but it gets broadened, right? It's not just, um, it's not just that Jesus went to a well in a foreign land to say he wants to marry someone, Jesus goes to a well in a foreign land to deliver the news that he's willing to be joined with anyone who's going to give their allegiance to God, anyone who's going to worship God in spirit and in truth. And so uh, there's this, this really important reversal, right? There's this really important shift from Jesus being interested in one person to Jesus being interested in, in the world. Uh, and this, of course, uh, as we go through the rest of chapter four, uh, this is really the emphasis 
uh, in what John is is explaining with Jesus, right? Even think about John three, right? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that right. He gave His one and only Son. This is an example of what that looks like in practice, right? Anyone who follows Jesus is someone that He wants, that He loves, and He wants to be with. Uh, and so that's those are kind of the two main, uh, I think, for the, our purposes, kind of the two main. Uh, again, still following the typology, but the reversals within the te- the typology, uh, and then you know once John <clears throat> explains this, he doesn't just drop the typology, right? I mean, he goes all the way to the, the typology the, to the I'm sorry, to the hospitality exchange uh, and, and things like that too. I mean, he he follows it uh, pretty pretty well through, um, but. You know, it's a it's a finding a wife story. It's a marriage story with a major reversal of expectations because Jesus doesn't find just a wife. Uh, Jesus says he's going to marry the entire world, and so again, that's why I called this when Jesus got married, right? Because this still is a marriage story. There's this still is a finding a wife story. It's just not the character you think it is, right? Um, because of how John explains it. Yeah, I think I think that's really cool, especially thinking about it now because uh, I'm working on a uh, upcoming sermon uh, series that we're doing, um, teach us how to pray, and I'm uh, uh, doing a sermon on how to pray for the world. And I read a lot of John and was looking into that, and, and the amount of times that uh, the word world is is mentioned in John, like like you said, like that that that's a really big theme um, in John, you know this kind of relationship between uh, Christ and the inhabitants of the earth, you know, like, like it's, it is a really big theme. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, I really thought it was really cool at, at the time. And, and especially now that I've been doing a little uh, digging into that, like that is really cool. And just the, the typology and how he, like you said, how he stuck pretty close to it, but, you know, had the, the changes, but you know, the big change of, yeah. you know, this marriage between Christ and, and everybody. And so I thought I thought that was really cool, uh, but I know they. Uh, I think he had some uh, interactions with the disciples. I don't think we we went too much into that. Yeah, we kind of skip over. I think it's verses thirty one to thirty eight or something, uh, roughly roughly that. Not because it doesn't matter. Right, right. That's again, that's a major change. Like there's this big chunk of dialogue that Jesus has with the disciples, which is just not something you typically see in the typology. Right, and it's him kind of explaining the typology to the disciples as they're in the middle of it um, and telling them to calm down, right? Because the disciples are like, oh, those dirty rotten yeah. Samaritans, how dare Jesus talk to them. <laughs> um, and he's like, slow your roll, boys. Uh, but yeah, so we didn't necessarily talk too much about that. But again, picking back up in uh, verse 39 of chapter 4 and going uh, to at least 40, verse 42, we're still seeing some of the some of the typology things, right? In place. Right, and that, that was actually the really cool part uh, of this um, this uh, passage for me. Um, you know, the Good Samaritan goes back into town and, and tells the people that she met this man who knew all about her, and you know, could this be Christ? And uh, you know, so she has this dialogue with people, and many uh, people in the town believe because of her testimony. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, I thought that was really. Uh, applicable to us um, of just everyone has a testimony. Everyone has this, uh, uh, or especially in this situation, knowing this encounter with Christ in some uh, form or way. 
And so uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, so, so what did we learn from the Samaritan women in the story? Like, like what can, like, how could we apply this? I mean, exactly what you just said, right? I mean, everybody, uh, has a story, uh, of, of God's love or everyone has the opportunity to have a story of God's love for them because Jesus loves everybody. Right. And so, uh, you know, the Samaritan woman is by all kind of standard ways of, of looking at, uh, people in the Bible. She's, she's a, a, she's a sinful woman, right? She's got multiple wives. She's sleeping around with someone who's not her husband. She's uh, a social outcast. That's why she's getting water in the middle of the day instead of in the morning, like a normal person. I mean, she's, uh, she fits some of the ancient kind of parameters of a loose woman, right? Like she initiates a conversation with a man, things like this, right? There, there's all this, like, she is not uh, your kind of standard view of a role model, but Jesus wants to marry her, right? right. Like, like just the the uh, the craziness of that concept. And we, we have to remember that, too. Like, no matter who we are or what we've done in our past or done in our present, right? Our brokenness, our sinfulness, like, God... Uh, loves us, and that's important. And uh, uh, the step beyond that is not just that God loves us in a general sense, but like Jesus wants to marry you too, right? Which again, weird thing to think right. about—not a category we usually have. But uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus wants to be in the kind of really serious, really close, really intimate, really personal relationship—the kind of covenantal, long-lasting relationship that marriage is. Jesus wants to be in that kind of relationship with you. Right, and that's that's uh, you know the apostle Paul picks up you know the, the, the church is the bride of Christ. Well, you're the church. You're part of the church, right? right. Um, so this isn't that foreign a concept to us. We just don't usually think about it on an individual level. But I think oh, an appropriate application from from this uh, story is like, yeah, of course Jesus wants to marry everyone, but he also is really interested in us individually too. And so we need to recognize not only that Jesus loves us, but that he wants to to be with us and to be married to us and to be in that really close relationship with us. Um, and if that's what Jesus wants with for us, you know, how are we going to respond, right? I mean, this this puts the ball back in our court. Right. Uh, Jesus gives the Samaritan woman an opportunity to to tell the truth and to come clean and to uh, respond in a way that shows that she also loves him. And that's really the the choice that all of us have. Uh, as well, all right. Are we going to um, reciprocate the love that God has for us? Yeah, and I really enjoyed this uh, the sermon. I really, um, even again, just looking back to the, the the sermon series, like just the things that we can uh, learn um, from women in the Bible, and and things that we can apply in our life. And also, um, I think a good good way to look at this too, you know, is like you said. Um, Jesus didn't come necessarily for the perfect person. Um, he, he definitely came for the broken. And again, to to know that Christ loves us and loves us, and we are uh, you know try to reflect that as well. I think that was a really cool part of it too. Just knowing that also, like you said, with, with the disciples and kind of that conversation they had too. Like there's also this this um, like you said, putting the ball back into our court where it's like okay, we have this choice to. You know, once we once we make that connection, once we make that covenant with Christ, that you know, it's also our, um, you know, it's also a thing that we need to um, show to others. You know, like like you said, no, everyone's not perfect. No one is perfect. Everyone has issues, and um, we have to continue to love and um, 
you know, help and, 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 and love on those people too. So yeah. I just really, I really thought that was cool. I really thought it was cool to, to kind of, you know, again, it's, I don't know. I, I love that, that interaction that they had and that, you know, she was able to take that and, and, and tell people about it and be like, okay, I had this real experience. And so right. I, I don't know, maybe I don't know exactly what it is, but something happened and now I'm going to tell you. And, 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 and this woman who like, the, the people in her town had to see some sort of transformation, right? She's a social outcast right. at the beginning of the story. And by right. the end of the story, people believe her. Right. Right? Her meeting Jesus changed her. Yeah, and I that's think there's something point. beautiful about that and something for us to remember and look forward to as well. Like, meeting Jesus should change us. Yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that. Um, so that is, that's all we got today, guys. That is the, the story of the Samaritan woman. That's the story of Christ marrying us. Um, Jacob, again, I appreciate you talking to me as usual. Appreciate you, Roger. Thank you. So uh, if you guys want to reach out to us on social media, you can go to uh, Arise uh, Arise Church STL. That's what our handle is on all profiles. Um, if you like the podcast, please share it. Please um, give us a like again, Nathan, I need you to blast us out as much as possible. You're, I, I don't know. I, I feel, I, I, don't know, I guess Robin and, and Nathan are kind Robin of, Robin and Nathan are kind of neck, neck and neck. neck so. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, just, just let people know, um, uh, share the, the podcast, share the episodes. We'd really appreciate that. Um, yeah. Check out our YouTube page. Uh, again, we got a lot of stuff on there, a lot of uh, funny videos, a lot of helpful videos. Um, our sermons are on there, um, so that that's really um, helpful if you want to kind of get a feel for uh, what our church is like. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's all we got here, and uh, thank you guys for listening to the Arise Podcast.